0: Well, hello and welcome to episode number 195 of Upener FM. Thank you very much for being with me. I very much appreciate it as always. Great show lined up for you today. My good buddy Michael O'Neill makes a triumphant return to the show to talk all about the art of the interview. There's very few people out there that can interview and have conversations as well as Michael can. So I'm going to be breaking down exactly how to be able to do that with him coming up in just a second. Before that, however, allow me to remind you that the Upener Launchpad video course is still available. We might actually be cutting this off by the end of this year. We could be looking at a new opt-in for the podcast. So if you haven't already gained access, you can do so for free. All you've got to do is head over to chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. Simple as that. chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. There's uh, videos and other bits and pieces, other downloads you can get your hands on absolutely for free to teach you how to build a business based around your personal brand. If that's what you're all about, head over there right now and check it out. One more time, chrisducker.com forward slash launchpad. So, onto my chat with Mike. Now, Michael and I have been friends for several years now, and I've been on his show several times, and I know many, many of our mutual friends have been on his show, The Solopreneur Hour, before as well, and he has been on this show. And he's just one of those guys for me, when I see him at conferences, when I see him at masterminds, when I see him at coffee meetings, he's always leading the conversation. He's always Gaining from the conversation and also giving back via conversation as well. It's got a brand new course come out called The Art of the Interview, and we talk about that a little bit on today's show, but I really wanted to kind of deep dive into how he put that course together, why he put it together, and how we as entrepreneurs should be looking at engaging ourselves in not just interviews but conversations in life in a much, much more professional, better way for ourselves and for our businesses. And obviously for those that we come into contact with as well. So I know you're going to love this conversation with Michael. Here it is. Enjoy, enjoy. And don't forget, you can never put a dollar amount on great conversations and on great relationships. So go out there and do likewise. Here's Michael. Michael, welcome
1: back to the show. Mr. Ducker. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How the devil are you, sir? Well, I'm great. I saw you and your shining head last week in uh, Lake Tahoe. Uh, that would be last week and two months ago. Yes. Is what I mean by that.
0: Yes. So <laughs> Mike, Michael loves to dig me whenever he gets the opportunity, guys. See, when, uh, the fact of the matter is I'm just more prepared than you.
1: <laughs> Wait, so which, which part is the dig? The shiny head or the two months?
0: No, the two months. The shiny head thing, I get that all the time. I, I don't okay. have a problem with the shiny I think your head's
1: sexy. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, you know.
0: No, you know what it is, and I think my listeners might appreciate this. Um, you know, a lot of people know that I live in the Philippines, and so the time zone differences between the U.S., Even the U.K. and the Philippines are absolutely horrific, particularly with the U.S. And so whenever I'm recording interviews with U.S.-based individuals like your good self, Mm -hmm. it is really harsh harsh for me. Because I have to wake up either very early in the morning, which sometimes I don't have a major big deal with. But the big issue for me is if I want to record first thing in the morning U.S. time, that's late evening, 9, 10, 11 p.m. my time in the Philippines and it's hard you know like i got a family i want to i want to have you know do my thing in my evenings you know what i mean so that's why that. on this trip um here i'm still here in the u.s recording these batching these shows together for the remainder of the year thought you know what i'm here i've got a little downtime in each city i'll just you know do a whole bunch of recordings and um, make sure everybody meets great guests but i'm not killing myself doing it you know what i mean
1: yeah. When, if somebody schedules a show for me after five or six o'clock, I'm like, oh, man, I'm tired from the day. I don't have yeah. the, the pep I do. And that actually just happened because he's in Australia. Oh. And I was like, dude, you think we're going to reschedule this till tomorrow? So we rescheduled it at three o'clock the next day. And I, you know, I have no idea what time that is for him. but I, But I was like, yeah. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to drag the show down because yeah. I, you know, I wasn't feeling, uh, you know, very, very up to it. So yeah. no, I'm, I'm moving a hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway.
0: you, so you've been a busy boy. Yes. We did get the chance to hang out in Lake Tahoe, which was a lot of fun, but you have genuinely been like on it over the last couple of months with, uh, obviously your course with the show and all the rest of it. And I wanted to get you on to talk about sort of two things, the process, and this is your first course. First digital course. So I want to talk about the process and any stumbling blocks you may have had in putting that together so the listeners can maybe learn along with you a little bit. And then obviously I want to talk about the course and and what you're doing to help people. It's called The Art of the Interview. And I think this is great because I kind of feel like we're always into it. This is not just a podcast-focused podcast focused Course, That's right. But we're always interviewing, right? We're interviewing at conferences. We're interviewing from the stage. We're are having
1: conversations, for sure. Yeah, we're having better conversations all the time.
0: Yeah, and I love that. And I think this, this is perfect for you. This is the perfect <laughs> flagship course for you because there are very few people in our industry, in the podcasting world particularly, that when I think of them, uh, I can kind of immediately know what their job is. And for you, your job is interviewing people. Like, you know your job. And so I think this was a great first course for you. And I told you that when we were hanging out. But um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the course as well. But tell us a little bit about, you know, why now? Why this? And, and how it all came about? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Thank you, by the way. I, I've been doing now uh, the solopreneur hour for three plus years. And I've always nerded out about the, the, the art, the art part, um, the, the part where there's this dance between sometimes two total strangers because you don't always know the person you're interviewing. Oh, yeah. In fact, pretty often you don't. So it, it, you start getting back into these, these really um, basic rapport establishing interactions with, with this person and... And over time, I realized the greater the rapport, the better the interview. The more I could get someone to tell stories, the better retention the audience would have of the, the information. And I started getting, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, I started getting people that said, you know, you should really teach a course on interviewing. And, and that happened a bunch of times. And the same thing happened to me once before before. Uh, with Solo Lab, I have a coaching group, and they were like, "Hey, do you do you teach anybody?" And I was like, "No." And I did that. I said that for about four months or three months until, like, enough people had asked me and said, "Oh, maybe I should teach people." Yeah,
0: right, right, exactly. Um,
1: so, I so same kind of thing. So they said, "Do you teach this interview thing?" And I said, "I don't," and it planted the seed and, and started th- uh, getting me thinking about how would I articulate this to someone, um, and then and then that was the. That was the reason why I started in the first place. Okay. And uh, then it was just, you know, we'll, we can get into the process, too, if you want. I can, I can dig into that if you want to.
0: Yeah, no go ahead. Dig, 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 dig.
1: Yeah, so I, the, the first thing I did is I, I thought about the different stages and the different phases of what I do with a guest. And I realized that there was some, um, I, I was able to separate it into before the interview, during the interview, and after the interview. So those are the three main things, because there's some stuff you have to do beforehand if you want it to be good. And then obviously, you know, the the show itself, there are some specifics. And then after, if you want to get it shared and you want people to know about it, you want to get good referrals, there's things to do as well. And so that's kind of how it started. And um, I started outlining each thing. I ended up with about 20 chapters and a buddy of mine, Clay A. Bear, I'm not sure if you know Clay, but we had a little mastermind session at his house. And he introduced me to Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O, okay. which is like a mind mapping yeah, kind yeah. of software. So, we, 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 um, we did different vertical categories. We have introduction, then we have before, during, after, wrap-up, vault. So, the wrap-up was kind of like a few bonuses and one part that's my favorite part that I'll tell you about in a minute. And then, you know, a couple of bonuses and PDFs and things like that. And... um. And that's, you know, that was the, what I thought was the hard part. And then until I had to start doing it and, and making it. <laughs> and well, then, yeah, eventually you have, to,
0: you have to actually like start working. Right. So, but what I love, what I love about what you've done with it is that almost all of it, I mean, yes, you've got your PDFs and bonuses and all the rest of it, but almost all of it is video. Um, and I think that's neat because there's also, you know, you can also then reuse or rather repurpose the audio and, and offer people an audio version of it as well. If they don't want to watch videos, they can just download the audio um, and all the rest of it. So talk a little bit wait, about... Wait, hold on.
1: I got I to stop you there because it's one okay. of the things I'm most proud of, of this course. Oh, okay. Is that there is video for the entire course. There is audio for the entire course, but the audio is not extracted from the video. It Choose. is a completely... Okay. Br- completely brand new, different version. Same same ideas, but but because this is a... Because it's the medium. It's, the podcasting is the medium. I said, you know what? I'm going to actually do this entire course, audio only as well. So it's actually slightly different. I, I shouldn't even say slightly. It's totally different because it's a different thing. And the copy. I had... Um, uh, we did a uh, a full like blog and ebook version from the video, meaning it's not just a transcription; it's a it's a summary of each one of the videos in an ebook Kindle format. So it's actually a completely different course: audio, video, and Kindle, which I think is super cool. I love that. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah, no one's ever done that before. I, like as far that. As I know.
0: It's it's neat. It's like when Gary Vaynerchuk records his audio books. He'll read the book, but he'll go off on massive tangents and give you completely different, you know, content other than just the book itself, yeah. So, okay, so talk a little bit about how you started to actually structure the course. Once you realized what you wanted to do and cover and how you were going to help people, how did you actually sit down and start putting together your first... Because it's your first course, so you're kind of learning as you go along. I mean, obviously, you know plenty of cool people that have done a lot of cool stuff like this, but what was, you know... Where did you start? Like, how did you start planning it out?
1: This is my first course for the solopreneur hour. Um, okay. I did. I, I do have another course called Social Media Ninja Tactics that I've had since 2010. In fact, that's how I connected with Pat Flynn initially. Uh, but the, the, the concept was the same, which was like the, the, the first part is to really think through the entire thing and, and figure out uh, based on an outline that I did, once I discovered before, during, after, wh- how those things split, right? Like how those things were able to um, split up and, and be logical, right? So right. the the intro section just has a welcome. It's like a welcome and a hello. And then the next uh, video is an overview. It's like a complete overview of what you guys are about to do and what you're about to see and what this thing's all about. Thanks for coming, that kind of thing. And then we get into the before section. Um, you, you tell me if this is not what you're asking for. I th- I think no, it no, is-
0: I no, I love the okay. way that you're breaking it down module-wise and all the rest of it. This is good stuff.
1: Okay, so b- the before section. Now, this is before the interview. And the first chapter is learning microphone technique and becoming a microphone pro. You'd have no idea how many times I would see people. And by the way, people with huge followings that we all know that you've, I'm sure, had on your show. And... I'm watching them. You know, I, I do a little thing at the beginning where I always say hello, and that's, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. But their microphone would be this far away from them. This is how far my, I'm, I'm about two feet away from the mic. And I was like, um, what do you, what's, uh, what's going on with the mic there? And they're like, yeah, what's the problem? I said, yeah, yeah, that's not, it's designed to be on your face. So, like, so I decided that the first thing to do is teach someone how to use a microphone. Um, then I have choosing and landing amazing guests. Not all guests are created equal. They're not all duckas, you know? Sometimes that is, uh, that is true. You know, it's weird. A lot of times we shoot for, you know, I want to get Gary Vee on the show. Gary Vee's not going to share your show. You know what I mean? He's not going it's, to... It's one thing to have on the resume and say, like, I interviewed Adam Carolla. Um, and it's great. Okay, so he's a, whatever, a C-list celebrity. That's fine. But he's not going to share it to his millions of followers. That's not how that works. Right. So it's nice to know how to choose your guests um, and then researching your guest. I think that's one of the first keys to... And we'll get into like, why, why all this stuff matters in a second. But researching your guest. Um, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to spend hours and days. But you, you need to have some previous knowledge of them. Uh, crafting your questions. And then how to create pre-recording notes. Which I do kind of a screencast so people can see how I set my Evernote up. Um, and that's the Before. And okay. the during is setting up the interview. And that's, this is actually, this happens before you start um, recording, but after the guest is on uh, Skype or whatever you like to use to talk to someone. Um, introducing the guest in a memorable way and why it matters. Promote, 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 which is you promoting their whatever they're promoting. Um, controlling the interview. And this is so you don't let a guest run away from you. Asking the right questions. And most importantly, ejecting from your questions. Uh, which is a very rookie uh, mistake that we make, is hanging on to those questions. Um, then after getting the guests to share the interview, asking for referrals, and promoting the interview with social media. And then in the wrap-up, the vault, um, I've got a gear guide that's about 20 minutes of going through all the equipment oh, and okay. telling people like what's, what matters and what doesn't. Um, this, which is my proudest part of this entire course, which is a case study which is lessons from my toughest interview ever. I interviewed uh, Michael Gerber, who wrote The E-Myth Revisited, and he dragged me through, like, broken glass for an hour. It was just... What was so bad about it? He, You know, yes and, right? The improv thing where you just, like, you agree with the host, and then you, oh, yeah. He was so contrarian to everything I said, and... I mean, you got to hear it. It's crazy. So what I did is I did a full Mystery Science Theater 3000, um, like, director's cut or director's uh, commentary of the podcast. So the podcast is running and then I would step in and I would tell you what was going on as an interviewer during that time and say, yeah, so you hear right now he's about to do this and I respond like this. And, you know, so we go, I go through the entire show, like, and a whole hour of that uh, really breaking it down to the listener so they know what's happening. But it was crazy. I'll tell you more about it later. Yeah. Um, then the three little strategy sessions, quick hit interviews, like if you're at a conference, video interviews, and in-person interviews and how they can be different. Uh, all those things can be different with uh, with how we you know interact with our guests. So that's kind of the course as a whole. That's the entire outline. And once I had an idea, then I had to, of course, just fill in each of those sections and then, you know, uh, figure out how to video record it and audio record. I was terrible at the video part. And, uh, and then do it, uh, you know, get, get, the, get the book version done as well. Okay. So
0: I'm loving this. The, the way that you broke things down, I think there's a lot of – you know, people can learn a lot from that. Because, yeah. you know, I think one of the main reasons why people don't get started with putting together their first digital course or their first book or their first, you know, whatever – is because of the fact that they just don't know where to start. You know what I mean? Like there's there's so much information out there to be able to, you know, pick up and read and consume. And then they might go to another website or they might buy another book or they might listen to another show or watch another video and they just end up getting, you know, that horrible procrastination devil hanging off the side of their shoulder and they just don't do anything at all. And the fact that you had the idea you sat down, you planned it out, and you just got going with it um, is, I mean, that's rock and roll. That's what it's, I love that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and um, it's a lot of work, you know, and I actually shifted gears a little bit because I've been writing a book as well. And I went to Puerto Rico to go visit our buddy, John Lee Dumas. And, you know, we were there, it was myself and John and then Greg Hickman, who I know you just hung out with, um, did a full day mastermind session and talking about this. And he said dude get the course done first you know get the get the course out there in the world and you will be so much happier and so much more free when it comes to doing uh, the book and i and i totally agree cuz it's weird I, I just you know this was a couple months ago now but i just finished the all the content yesterday and it's uh, it feels so good dude and i know you know cuz you've done these kinds of things before but it feels oh, so good to be working on something for months and <clears throat> and be uh, and be kind of free of it. But I will say it was not without its trials and tribulations. I, I, was, I blew the video side so many times. And the video looks beautiful. We did it with this gorgeous DSLR, you know, Canon 5D. And um, it looks great and it sounds awesome. But so I, I made so many mistakes along the way <laughs> okay. with just getting the thing recorded. I mean, you know, first I was... I remember doing this intro, literally the first thing I did for the course. I did this be- 11 minutes of killer recording. Like it was, it was, I was, it was one of those things where I was so in the flow. By the way, because all of this is from my head, I didn't have a script for anything. I had a bullet point that said, all right, like here's the thing. We're going to, and this is maybe a, a I don't want to say condemnation, but this is something about our industry that I think could stand to be fixed, which is, people that are trying to be experts in things they aren't experts at. Right. This is a thing I know how to do. So, you know, when I look at my choosing and landing amazing guests, uh, I've got four bullet points. How to land big fish guests, how to research guests, networking techniques, finding guests through other shows. Those are four things. And I did 11 minutes on that because I know the material in and out. And... That you know, so when I recorded this intro, it was so good and flowy and perfect. And I know you've been in front of video a bunch, and you know sometimes you're just in that oh, zone. When you're, yeah, when you're on, uh, you can feel it. It's I didn't. Great. There wasn't an um. I didn't look away. I just sat there and flowed through this thing, and I was like, "Woo, Nelly, that was awesome!" And I walk over to the camera, and it was off because the battery had died. Oh my god, son of <laughs> a. that's when you start inventing curse words, and so. <laughs> I go and I charge it up again, and like a couple hours later, I hit record and I, I couldn't have been more, like completely <laughs> like stutter stop. Oh no, this was all it was all wrong. So then I I, I start it up again and I get going and my S, my SD card PF card runs out, and I don't have an I don't have another one. So I gotta go buy another one. Well, they're one hundred forty four dollars for a sixty four gig at the local camera shop. So I had to Amazon Prime one to me later that day and start again and then try okay. to re-record the intro for the third time. So it's just like those kinds of things happen because I'm not a video guy, but I could not be happier with how it turned out. It was good. awesome.
0: Good, good, good. Well, I'm, I'm pumped for you. That's great. So let's – and thank you for sharing that and, and even the horrible uh, situation of – recording amazing content and then realizing that you didn't really actually record it
1: yeah you got to keep a smile on your face yeah that's how it works. you do
0: and keep it real keep it real that's what it's about so um okay so let's deep dive then for the second yeah. half of the call in terms of interviewing in terms of conversations just in general i think yeah. this is one of the big things for me one of my pet peeves is that It's incredible. You see people go to live events, for example, conferences, meetups, networking events, whatever you call it, and they're either sitting somewhere on their phone, like completely isolated from what's going on, or they they go the exact opposite, right? The exact polar opposite and they're just throwing business cards out at people like ninja stars, trying to network and build my network. Right. Oh my God. I mean, still to this day, I get people come up to me that I've never met before in my life. Come up to me at conferences. And the first thing they say, Hey, Chris, do you have a business card? I'm like, is that it? Yeah. I mean, come on, really? Or you should Ser- have
1: me on your show. I get that a lot. Oh my God. You should have God. me oh, on yeah. your show. Yeah, oh, yeah, really?
0: Yeah, really? Tell me why. <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> So, so let's talk about this. How, why, why do you think people are still struggling with this stuff? Because there's a gazillion books out there and all this sort of stuff. Why do you think people are still struggling with just having great conversations?
1: Well, this is, you know, this is cool. And we didn't actually talk about this prior. Um, In the interim, as I was going through this uh, process, I realized that that part that you just said, which is the conferencing and, and all that stuff was so critical to becoming successful in this entrepreneurial world that I actually created another course that's free called Conference Yes. that you can just get right now. You can just go do that. And that teaches you that exact thing you just said, which is how to conference better. This course is definitely a deeper dive. And this is how to... This is a... So I would say if, if Topia is the high level, this is the really deep dive into how to connect and establish rapport with someone. Because... As you know, I mean, you and I are friends now because we've we've hung out a lot. and We've had a lot of long conversations and we've talked about some real stuff, you know, and that doesn't generally tend to happen just at a conference. Mm -hmm. So you need to know, you need to have some chops with, you know, having some better conversations in real life. And so that's what what this course is a deep dive of. I think people, um, you know... As I designed both of these, I thought, what, what does the shy person need? Or what is the person that didn't grow up? I, I'm a guy who studied stand-up comedy, and I've studied interviewers for years. So I don't get super intimidated by people, but I know most people do. And going back and listening to that Michael Gerber episode, I thought, man, that guy could have spit me out if I didn't have some chops. And it, the reason why I use that for the case study is that it, it's... I, I stood my ground and I actually, I, I, you know, it was the end of a 12 round battle and we hugged at the end and, and I felt, I, I hit stop and I said, yeah, I did that. I felt good about that. You know, Mm -hmm. the the audience didn't know how brutal that was, but I did have a buddy, um, a buddy of mine called me the next, after the day it was published and he goes, uh, Chris Cerrone, I don't know if you know Chris, but he, um, (laughs) he goes, dude, Gerber. And I was like, Yeah, man. That was that was his whole commentary on the show. Dude, Gerber. Um anyway, let's jump into some uh what do you think? Some some should we get into the before and yes. what you do?
0: Yes. Let's uh, do All right, it. let's yes. let's do this. So give it give us a little taste. I'll give taste. you a little a
1: little how's your mother of each of the sections. <laughs> how's your mother? And, uh, you use yeah. that
0: for everything.
1: I do. You, it's you're true. so
0: good. You just love it. Oh right, go do. On, carry on.
1: Mm. <laughs> I stole it from a buddy of mine. Yeah. Um uh anyway, so Let's talk about first um, landing bigger guests, like the the duckers of the world. Um, Not everybody, if they're starting a show, knows how to do that. So one of the best ways i found in in really in any arena, whether it's interviewing or just trying to get, uh, I don't know, try to have a conversation with someone. It's the third party intro. It's the third party validation. So I was at an event the other day. There's a guy named Sean Stevenson in front of me who I wanted to meet. And my buddy was sitting next to him. This is at the lunch table, you know, when it's all chaotic and everyone does a big group lunch. Oh, yeah. And I had met the guy, but I just saw him speak on stage and he was brilliant. And I looked over at my buddy, Peter, and I said, hey, would you give me an intro? I could have easily just reached over and said, hi, Sean, I'm Michael O'Neill. But having my buddy do it, having Peter go over and say, hey, Sean, this is Michael O'Neill. He's got a podcast, has millions of downloads. He's got this group and blah, 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 blah. Now Sean is like his ears are perked up. You know, and I know what Sean does because I've just seen him speak. And now there's this uh, level of rapport that immediately gets established. So having a third party intro is huge. So if you have a friend that has a podcast and one of those guests is on their show, you could ask for the intro. Now, the proper way for that to happen is that the that person will reach out to that guest and say, is it OK to intro you? And then that person hopefully will say yes. And then they'll make the intro. So. One thing you don't want to do, (laughs) excuse me, is don't just give the intro without the third party knowing about it. That happens a lot, too, to me, which is like, hey, you need to have Bob Jones on your show. And I'm like, I don't want to have Bob Jones on my show, dude. You know, And I I look up Bob Jones and I go, yeah, Bob is not a good fit for my show. But now I'm in this awkward position because my buddy just said, hey, be on the show. So um, so you got to watch out for that. But that's really the best way to do it. If you can get an email intro uh, to someone. And it can't be stated enough that if you want to connect with, you know, higher profile people, you need to get to events. At least one event per quarter is what you need to be don- going to. Um, does that, uh, is that good? You good with that? Absolutely. I love it. Uh, guest research. Now, one of the things I do uh, in every episode is I always start off with about 10 minutes of like non-sequitur, nothing to do. Like you and I talked about Yoda. You did a Yoda impression on my show. (laughs) Um, And I do that because I want to get the guest, A, comfortable, but B, talking in stories. I want them to be really passionate about something. And whatever it is they're into that day, I try to find that out with my guest research. So I'll look at their social media. I'm like, oh, they're a coach of a, a softball team or they like to do, you know, Ironman triathlons, whatever it is. I'll learn about that just by studying a bit of their social media. So I'll look at their social media. I'll sometimes if it's really a big fish guest, I'll listen to another podcast they've been on. And I, that's very rare. But what I never want to do is repeat the same show. Um, and the other thing I'll do is I'll always go to YouTube and see if they've put out any videos because I want to make sure I get their name pronunciation perfect
0: right absolutely and I that, that is that that is something that I do ex- exactly the same thing when I look at someone or someone's name if I'm going to be even if I'm not interviewing them if I'm going to have a meeting with them or whatever it whatever it is or just a you know first time exploratory type call after being intro together if I don't know how to if I can't see clearly how their name is going to be you know, pronounced. The first thing I do is go to YouTube and search. In the right. First thing, every it's single the time. It's the
1: way. Yeah. It's the way. Yeah. And, and and when all else fails, I'll tell you what. I'll show you what I do during the during section. Um, next, we talk about crafting your questions. I won't get into specifics. I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, what narrative are you trying to create? So, if like right now, before we recorded, you asked me a few questions, and I know you established a narrative in your head, which is like, all right. How can we not only give better interviews on a mic, but better conversations in real life? That's the narrative you, you came up with for yourself for yeah. the show. Yeah. So now your questions are geared towards that narrative. You had that ahead of time. If you set up that context, the question will always work. So if, as long as the audience starts understanding, oh, this is where we're going with this show, all of these questions and all the things we're talking about will work on the interview. Um. This part is, for me, super important. So in the during section, this is the stage one of my during. I do this before every single show. I'll connect with someone on Skype, especially if I don't know them. I will always do, I will ask them, hey, do you mind if we jump on video for a second? And yep. they almost always say yes. Yep. And I get a little video, hello. And I do that for a few reasons. Number one, I want to see what their environment is like. I see like where their studio, if they have books behind them, if they have a bunch of Star Wars action figures right. um, or, you know, My Little Pony like you do in your studio. <laughs> yeah, and that's it was right.
0: Like, big collection. Um, my Little yeah, Pony, big collection. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, and uh, I want to I see them. So that way, while we're talking on, you know, audio only, I have an idea of who I'm talking to. Like I have a right. good picture in my mind's eye. So I do my sound levels while I'm talking to them. So I have a mixer here on my left hand side. And I just go. adjust their sound, so it's even. I asked them if we can record a bumper. Um, I will ask them if I didn't get it from YouTube, what's the best way to pronounce your name? Like, I actually messed up, you know, Guy Fieri, the, uh, the chef? Yes, yes, I, yes. I said Guy Fieri, and he was like, uh, he was and I was like, oh, dude. I was so embarrassed. Yeah, I didn't I'm, I'm,
0: I'm so glad that you don't mess up my surname.
1: No, it's A-H, so I know exactly how to say it. Um, it's Ducca. Ducca. So, um, so Recorded Bumper, then I always ask them, you know, what are you promoting right now? Is there something, um, I make sure that I get their website right, I make sure I get their, their Twitter right, I make sure, um, that if, if they're promoting something, I know what the landing page is, and then I always ask, do you have a hard out? Do you, get out, do you have to get off this show at a certain time? Nice, I like that. Yeah, because a lot of people don't do that, and all of a sudden you're in this really weird position where the guy's like, I have to go, and you know what I mean? Um... Then it's to introducing a guest in a memorable way. Did you ever see Eight Mile by Eminem? Yes, yes. Great film. So do you remember the last scene where they do the rap battle and he has to go first? Yes. And the reason why he wins is because he completely disarms his, you know, opponent because he tells every, the whole world all the bad stuff about him. So by the time the other guy gets to go, he's got no ammo. He's running out of ammo. So when you bring a guest onto a show... The last two words that guests should hear is their name. You never say their name before the last two words. And you, can, you hear a billion examples of this on every talk show. Jimmy Fallon. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest has won two Academy Awards. They've been on blank, 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 dot com, you know, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Pitt or whatever. Like, so the last words of the intro is the guest name. They never do that move which drives me crazy right. in the podcast world. Today we're talking to Michael O'Neill. Michael is now, now all of a sudden it reads like a dumb bio versus an actual intro that makes the guest feel good.
0: Right, right. And
1: the idea behind all of this is you want the guest to feel really good during the course of the show, you know? Yeah, I love you it. Want the, you want the intro to be better than their about page and tell a bit of their story so they've got, all they can do is come up with good original content. You see on now show. This,
0: this comes from... Research and from prep. And I think that's one of the main reasons why there are so many crappy podcasts out there because people think that they can start a podcast that it's going to be quote unquote easy content to create and they put out complete and utter rubbish and they don't research (laughs) and they don't prep (laughs) and it sounds crap. And then they say to themselves, why am I not getting. Any listeners? Why are people not leaving me reviews? Why am I not getting any downloads? Because your show's crap, mate. That's right. simple. Because right. you haven't put the time, energy, and effort behind it. And nothing drives me nuts more than when you know somebody says, oh, "I'm doing this. I'm going to do that." Blah 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 blah. And I'm all about helping people and all that. Well, if you can't prep properly, if you can't research and actually prepare for an interview or even just a solo show, you, you can't hit record on a right. 20 minute solo show and just waffle on for 20 minutes. You better have your talking points ready and your bullet points ready because otherwise you're going to sound like somebody who's literally just waffling on.
1: That's right. And I know you and I are up against the clock a little bit. We are um, a little bit. You're, so you're okay. I have, I have to get, um, i let me share a couple more things. Give us a
0: couple of golden nuggets that I, that nuggets to finish that I off. think
1: that will be huge. Um, When's the last time you didn't make it to the very end of a podcast? Has that ever happened in the history of Chris Ducker? Oh, yeah. Many
0: times. Or do times. you
1: listen to every show till the very end? No, no, no. Uh, many, so, many, times. So, why then do uh, most uh, entrepreneurial-type podcasters wait until the very end of the show to promote their guests? <laughs> right. Yeah. They, wait till the, they wait till the last two seconds of the show yeah. to be like, hey, where first of all, they do the where can people find you, which again is the hackiest thing in the world. For a, for a, 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 it's your job, dude. It's not the guest job to right. sit there. Imagine at a networking event, the guests would be like, well, this is where you can, you know, it's much better to <laughs> have, you know, have that stuff by somebody else. So what you do is you promote the guests at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the show. You right. do it right at the beginning, as soon as they come on, blah, 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 ladies and gentlemen. And you can find Chris Ducker, you know, youpreneur.com and then at Chris Ducker on Twitter. And then, I typically do it right after my ad reads on my show as well. Okay, is I'll say, or if, they, if the guest says something really profound, I'll say, "Oh, you guys, make sure you tweet him at Chris Ducker, um, you know, and double, you know, double check into the Upreneur community at I'll do that. I'll I'll do that the entire show because I want that guest to feel like, "Wow, I got really catered to." Right. That entire time. Right. And then. Um, I, I, there's probably not enough time to get into a lot of stuff. But but, but this is so good.
0: Go on, keep going. We've got a few more minutes. Keep going, right. go on.
1: Controlling the interview. Remember that you are the you are the Rosetta Stone. This is your show. One thing, um, when you bring a guest on with the intro and people do that move where they go, um, you know, we've told a little bit about, why don't you tell the rest of the story? And I'm always yelling out loud because it's not their job. It's your job to get the story out of them. <laughs> it's it's your your, your audience, you know your audience really well. Your guest doesn't know your audience at all. Right. So when you hand the keys to the kingdom, to the guest and say, yeah, just tell my, my audience whatever you want, then they're not going to give that narrative that you established beforehand. So it's so your true. job so true. to get the story from the guest. You are the Rosetta Stone. You're the translator. So that way, that's why you'll hear a, a good interviewer sometimes go, wait, all right, let me, let me get this straight. You did this. And now I'm, I'm repurposing it in my brain so that my, my audience can hear it and, and understand it the way I know that they understand things. So they'll say, let me get this straight. You did this, 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 this. And that means this, 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 this. That's an interview technique where you're sort of translating what the guest is saying. And then you, when you, you're, you're in charge of this interview. I don't know how many times you've heard someone who has a new book that comes out and every other word is, well, in the book. And it's like they just start reeling off chapters of the entire book. And it's like, wait, so I literally just got you on my show to solid 60 minutes of reading your chapters? Is that really what is happening right now? Right. So you're trying to watch out for the pitching. You're trying to get them talking in stories. And then this is going to be good for the shy people out there. You can use something, (laughs) excuse me, you can use something called the form method, F-O-R-M, F-O-R-M which means family, occupation, recreation, motivation. So if you're kind of shy or you don't know what to say to someone, you can always use the form method, right? Instead of being like, so, you know, what do you do? You can start talking about your family. Also, you live here, you've been here in San Diego for a while. Is your family here? And then boom, blah, blah, blah. Really? So what kind of work have you gotten yourself into? What are you doing these days? And then you talk about that. And then it's kind of like, oh, you live here. Oh, you must be a surfer. You must be a stand-up paddleboarder. Find out what you're doing. And why? Why are they doing all these things? It's just a methodology that you can follow to start establishing rapport with someone. And, and before you know it, it, take, it takes five uh, connecting points to establish rapport, is what they say. So right. you, could, you could find those five within that methodology.
0: And for me, that rapport-building <clears throat> process in any relationship. I mean, even any circumstance, right? You, if you're not going to get anywhere with a conversation, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a sales call, whether it be at a conference after you've come down off stage, whatever it is, you're not going to go very far with that conversation unless rapport is built. And I think a lot of people try to skip and hop and jump over that part of the process. Because it's hard work, quite frankly. Um, but you've very clearly pointed out that it needs to be a focus because if it's not, you're not going to get anywhere.
1: That's right. And yeah. so then if I asked you, I said, you know, I could say, like, Chris, were you, uh, were you a romantic guy when you courted Urs, you know? And, and, I, and you could be like, you could either say yes or no. Or right. I could say, tell me the story of how you met Urs. There you go. And exactly. now there's this. So how you phrase your questions is so important because you're just trying to elicit stories. When you think about your favorite teacher of all time, and I know that everyone can close their eyes and think of two or three, two or three teachers in our lives that made a massive impact and that we still remember some of the lessons from. You remember that stuff because they told they, they spoke in stories. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to wrap the info, which sometimes is very, is very technical, in a nice candy shell of a story so that our audience remembers it. So, There's a lot of, you know, if the new you could talk to the old you, what would they say? You know, that's the way, if they've gone through a transition or something, um, describe the conversation you had with the congressman, you know? Right, right. So you're really trying to uh, ask the questions in this, um, and I sound like one of those authors, well, in the course, in the book, um, (laughs) I go through a ton of different question methodologies where people can learn how to, you know, ask. And then you just got to make sure you shut up. Make sure you stop talking yes. and let them go and let them speak. And if you have to jump in sometimes that's cool. Um, but but try not you don't have to do it every time. Yeah. And then the the big rookie mistake here is ejecting from your questions. So they say in sales that the fortunes in the follow-up. So if the the fortunes in the follow-up question if you're an interviewer. So just because you did some some prep and you crafted some nice questions before you started recording. Doesn't mean you have to ask all of them. It's if you have a great conversation going, don't crowbar in this question that you have just because you wrote it down, because it can really interrupt the flow of a good conversation with a lot of good follow up questions. I've definitely had that experience where we had a great conversation for an hour, and then the guy was like, "All right, now we're going to go into the Thunderbolt round," and I was like, "Oh, dude, we were so close, we were so close." to having a great conversation, bro. I think we can
0: learn a lot from <clears throat> this content of yours. And I think it's not just the podcast side of things. It's it's everything that you're talking about right there. Um, I wish we had more time, but we don't. But what I am going to implore upon every single person listening to this episode, no matter when they're listening it, uh, listening into it, you must get over and go check out artoftheinterview.co, that's C O forward slash ducker michael's put a little page up there for you guys that i know you're going to appreciate it's going to go into a little bit more detail give you a couple of bonuses and everything and i just know that if you do end up getting into the course um that it's going to help you because michael generally doesn't put out crap content Gen- generally speaking <laughs> generally um, yeah. he puts you out some good this, stuff
1: honestly this is a thing it, it took me uh many months to do Right. Uh, it's a, this is a big labor of love. This is your um, flagship,
0: baby. This, this is, is going to be the course. I think like 10 years from now, I'm, I'm going to go out on the record here. I'll go on the limb. I reckon 10 <laughs> years from now when you know, it's a multi-seven-figure business and you are crushing it across the board even more than you already are already. And you've got different courses and books and this, that, and the other. You're doing all the stuff. I'll go out on the limb and say, I reckon this course for you is going to be very tried and trued and tested and everyone that comes into contact with you and becomes a fan of mike is going to want to not only consume this content but they're going to want to share it as well and i think that's the real golden nugget right there for any decent piece of content is that somebody instantly wraps up and they want to hit that share button
1: you know we had 20 beta testers that jumped on right away like literally sold out in a day okay and they they've They've loved it so far. They've Actually. really dug it. So I, I feel good. Yeah. It's 500 bucks it's 500 it.
0: bones he's, he's throwing he's throwing the price it's 500 just get over there and buy it
1: no i thought you said what's the price is that now you just said no i said that's nice oh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> you said what's oh, the that's price <laughs> yeah i thought you said
0: what's oh, the I price did. but it and is I only didn't do it the- is it is just 500 dollars. <laughs> it funny it's 500 i
1: didn't do the 497 thing either i just said it's 500 bucks let's yeah. not fool each other shall yeah. we <laughs> let's just come on it's it's three dollars, yeah. you know, well, you know how it's much a cup this of, costs it's a cup of coffee it's for crying coffee. out loud. You know how much it costs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mike, thanks. Uh, dude.
0: Always a pleasure to have you on, man. It's fun, but it's always rewarding and interesting and enjoyable at the same time. So uh, I hope I can get the chance to chat with you again on the show at some point.
1: Well, that would be great. And we'll do it again in uh, December and it'll publish in June.
0: Yeah, that'd be the best. That'd be the, the, the kind of that'd the scheduling. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: that'd be great. Look,
0: he's got to bust my balls one more time before before we finish up <laughs> the show. Great. I love it.
1: <laughs> During the launch. Yeah, no, it's fine. This is going to air in 2018. It's going to be totally awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. There's still going to be buzz. Oh there's yeah, there's still Th- be plenty of Dude, buzz. There's around. still be plenty of buzz. Plenty of buzz.
0: Don't worry uh, right. about it. All uh, right. right. By the
1: way, you said it's uh, you said it's artieinterview.co.daka. Just like I said. Mm. But should we spell it a h or should we do the e r? Just,
0: just do the e r. Don't okay. try and be all sexy. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Well, I can't.
1: There's no one more sexy than ducca
0: <laughs> Michael O'Neill. Thank you, brother. Thank
1: you, sir. I appreciate you having me, my friend.
0: All right, you got it. And you guys, show notes over, and we'll link up to that and everything else. Show notes over on the blog, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 195. I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take good care. Bye for now.